0: Well, good morning. Let's open that light of God's Word this morning to Genesis chapter 4. I hope you have your Bibles, your app. You'll open them to Genesis chapter 4. I want to talk to you this morning about being accepted. Being accepted is a universal need that we have. From the time that we are born, we want to be accepted by our parents. We want their approval. We want to be accepted by our friends. We want to be recognized at work. We want to wear the ring and have the jacket and know the handshake that says, I'm part of it. I am accepted. We all want to be accepted. And yet, we are very poor at giving acceptance. I mean, we are living in a world where there is all kinds of opposition rather than acceptance. We're not good at accepting one another. And so as a result, some of us do some very foolish things in order to be accepted by other people, to be a part of that friend group or to be a part of that gang or to be a part of that team. We do some crazy things. We do some harmful, sinful, hurtful things just to be accepted by some people. In addition, some of us do some very foolish things when we are not accepted by others. We get angry, we isolate ourselves, we do things that are hurtful to others, and in extreme cases we go get a gun and we go to school with it, or we go to work, or we go to home. And we do harmful things because we didn't get the acceptance we felt we needed. We have this fundamental desire to be accepted. And yet, we try to find acceptance in all of the wrong places. And as a result, it becomes harmful to us. And so this morning, I want us to think about the fact that God made us to be accepted. But we need to find our acceptance in the place where it can truly be fulfilled. And we can begin our journey discovering this acceptance in Genesis chapter 4. Let's begin reading in Genesis chapter 4 and verse 3. It says, In the course of time, Cain brought to the Lord an offering of the fruit of the ground. And Abel also brought of the firstborn of his flock and of their fat portions. And the Lord had regard for Abel and his offering. But Cain and his offering, he had no regard. So Cain was very angry, and his face fell. And the Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry, and why has your face fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin is crouching at the door, and its desire is for you, but you must rule over it. And Cain spoke to Abel, his brother. And when they were in the field, Cain rose up against his brother Abel and killed him. This story begins with a hopeful expectation of acceptance that Cain and Abel come before the Lord with their offering, and the story ends with the tragic account of separation. Verse 16, Cain went away from the presence of the Lord. Something went wrong. Cain was supposed to have acceptance with God and acceptance with his brother, and it ended in separation from both. What went wrong? First of all, the story begins with the reason for our need for acceptance. We need acceptance because sin separates. You see, the previous chapters had shown how God had created humanity to live in perfect union with one another and with Him. But sin had entered the picture and separation resulted. And ever since then, we have had this great desire to be accepted by one another and with God because sin is what has separated us from one another. And this is so important to begin at this point. We need acceptance because we are sinners, It is why Cain and Abel are coming to God with their offering. They recognize there is distance between them and God. And this is often missing in our discussions about acceptance. We just want to be accepted. We want to be accepted on our terms because of who we are. And we tend to think that acceptance is our inalienable right. And that if you don't accept me, then we become angry, we become resentful, we become, become bitter. But we need to recognize that when it comes to acceptance, our fundamental problem is sin. Sin is what creates the separation in the first place. We are sinners and that's what complicates our acceptance with one another. We are sinners, and that's what breaks our fellowship with God. As David put it, and Paul quoted, in Psalm 14, in verse 3, he said, you know, no one does what is right, not a single one. Solomon looked around, and he said, in Ecclesiastes 7, in verse 20, there is not a right person on the earth who continually does what is good and never sins. We recognize that, that we are all sinners, and because of that, that's why we have this separation. That's why we have this desire for acceptance. But not only does sin, we all sin, but it is that sin that separates us. You remember, as Paul put it in Romans chapter 6 and verse 3, the wages of sin is what? Is death. Death is what is about separation, and what death, what sin does is it separates us from one another, and each of us, try as hard as we might, are sinners, and that sin separates us from one another and from God. Now, I realize in such a peaceful, holy circumstances at this, we might be pretty good at overlooking the fact that we are sinners, And so what I've decided to do is this week we're going to do a test. I've created a text group, and you just give me your phone numbers after worship, and I'll put it in this text group. And every time this week that we say something that is wrong, think something that is sinful, do something that is hurtful, then it's going to be texted out to the entire group with the words that we said and thought and the accompanied video. How do you feel about that? I think that we're not going to have a lot of people sign up for that because the fact is, is while we overlook it, we understand how sin is a daily, weekly struggle with us, don't we? And don't we see that if we are sinners... Sinners trying to have acceptance with sinners is going to take a lot of work. That sinners trying to have acceptance with a holy God is going to take a tremendous amount of grace. But that's where where the concept of acceptance needs to begin. We need acceptance because we are sinners. Acceptance is not our inalienable right. Right. It is our humble pursuit. We are simply sinful people seeking to be accepted by sinful people. We are sinful people trying to be accepted by a holy God. And the reason that we long so deeply for acceptance is because we are sinners. And sin has stained and ruined this world in which we are part of. And sin separates. And acceptance does not come from us ignoring that we're sinners or redefining the sin. Acceptance comes from handling sin rightly. And that's exactly what Cain and Abel are trying to do. They come before God with their offering. At the end of chapter three, Adam and Eve had sinned, and as a result, the text says that they were driven out of the presence of God. Sin separates. But the very first thing that happens in chapter 4 is Cain and Abel are going to God. Isn't it interesting? Those who are driven out can come near through sacrifice. And right from the beginning, we find a major biblical principle illustrated, and that is this, acceptance comes on the behalf of another. We are accepted, not upon the basis of us, who we are and what we have done. Acceptance comes on behalf of someone other than ourselves. Oh, we hate this. Our pride wants to be accepted for who we are. I want to be accepted because I'm good looking and I'm smart and I'm skilled and I'm talented and I want you to accept me because of me. And that's why we have so little acceptance in this world. Because, folks, we're just not that good. We're sinners. And the only way that we can find true and lasting acceptance is for us to have it upon the basis of something other than ourselves. And that's how Cain and Abel are approaching God. And God gives them this opportunity to be accepted based upon something other than themselves through sacrifice. And this is just pure grace. The fact is, is that God doesn't need us. God doesn't, he doesn't need to accept us to be any better. He is holy and perfect and just, just the way that He is. But God chooses, by His grace, to provide a means by which we can find acceptance. And that's through sacrifice. And here's an interesting twist. He then provides the sacrifice. He's the one who provided the animals in the pasture and the grain in the field. What Cain and Abel are bringing is that just which God had provided. And so God wants us to be accepted, not only providing the way for us to be accepted, but the means by which we can be accepted. And so we can come before God. And have our sin removed by something other than ourselves. This is just purely grace. You see this in the opening pages of the gospel where John the baptizer says, Look, look, it's the lamb that belongs to God who comes to take away the sin of the world. Do you see it? It is God's lamb who he has provided as a sacrifice so sin can be removed and acceptance be offered. Let me show you this in Ephesians chapter 2. I think it's so beautifully expressed here. In Ephesians chapter 2, beginning in verse 12, and do you know I've said Ephesians here, and this is actually Colossians. So Colossians chapter 2. No, no, no. I'm in Ephesians. I'm sorry. My bad. Go to Ephesians. I'll trust my... My own writing here, this is Ephesians 2. Are we ready? Sorry about that. Listen, verse 12. Remember that you were at that time separated from Christ, alienated from the commonwealth of Israel, strangers to the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. Can you imagine any more separation than that? Look at the words separated, alienated, strangers without God. That's complete separation. Well, how does God solve the separation problem? Verse 13, but now in Christ, you who once were afar off have been brought near by the blood of Christ, for he himself is our peace, who has made us both one and has broken down in his flesh the dividing wall of hostility by abolishing the law of commandments expressed in ordinances that he might create in himself one new man in the place of two, so making peace, and might reconcile us both to God in one body through the cross, therefore killing the hostility." You see, God has provided a way of acceptance, an acceptance between you and me, an acceptance between us and God on the basis of what? Verse 13, we've been brought near by the blood of Christ. We are accepted on behalf of someone else. And I can tell you, this is the most precious form of acceptance. It's the only lasting form of acceptance that we can be accepted by God, not because our acceptance is hanging at the end of some frayed thread of our own goodness. No, our acceptance before God comes as the result of nothing less than the precious, perfect, sinless blood of Jesus Christ, God's own Son. You can't get any more precious than that. And that's the basis of our acceptance with God. Stand on that. In addition, it is the basis of our acceptance with one another. Our acceptance with one another is not based upon us being perfect, having a personality that we like, the look of one another, how much money you have in the bank. None of that forms the oneness that we have. Christ's sacrifice causes us to be accepted to one another in Him. And I accept you and you accept me as sinners as we are, because we have been saved by the blood of Jesus Christ. This is the principle you find in churches like Corinth in, Acts, in 1 Corinthians 10 through uh, eight through 10. It's what you see working in the church in Romans in Rome, in Romans chapter 14 that while they have all these kinds of things that I like this and I like that or I want this or you did that, they are to come and to accept one another on the basis of the work that Christ has done in them. In Ephesians, Paul puts it this way in chapter 4. He says, you be long-suffering with one another so that you you might preserve, you may maintain the unity of the Spirit, In the bond of peace. God's made you one. And that's why you're long-suffering and patient and kind with one another. This is the basis of our acceptance. Oh, if we would learn this, we would find a blissful acceptance with God. And the right acceptance that God wants us to have with one another. The reason that we yearn for acceptance is because sin separates and the only way to true and lasting acceptance on behalf uh, acceptance is that if we accept one another and God accepts us on behalf of somebody else and that is Jesus Christ but we need to go back to Cain one more time because Cain knew that he was a sinner and Cain brought a sacrifice to God and yet he still wasn't accepted. Why? There is an important question that God asked Cain in Genesis chapter 4 and verse 7. And what he says is to Cain is, if you do well, will you not be accepted? But if you do not do well, sin is crouching at the door. You see, the sacrifice he brought was only going to be acceptable if it came from a faithful person. And what happened with Cain is that he lacked having a faithful heart. He was angry that his brother was accepted, and he wasn't. When he was corrected, he didn't listen. He just fumed. And so the Lord warned him that sin was like a demon crouching at the threshold of his heart, wanting to take control of him. And it ended up taking control of him. And the result of Cain's character, his faith or or lack thereof, was that he not only lost fellowship with his brother in the flesh, he lost fellowship with God as well. Let's take note of a special principle seen here, and that is that acceptance is the fruit of people who want to do what is right. Let me say it again. Acceptance is the fruit of people who want to do what is right. And that's why there is so much opposition, conflict, and lack of acceptance in the world in which we live is because when people are doing what is right in their own eyes, they have no basis upon which they can have acceptance with one another. God has intended for us to find acceptance with one another and with Him by doing what is right. Sometimes we need to ask ourselves, who do I want to be accepted by? If my desire is to be accepted by people in the world then I'm going to end up choosing at some point to do what is not right. And when I choose to do what is not right, that's called sin. And what does sin inevitably do? Sin separates. And we're going to be right back in the situation where we don't have the acceptance that we so, long, we so greatly desire. Trying to have acceptance with those who do not have a desire to do what is right... Ultimately ends in a lack of acceptance. John put it this way in 1 John chapter 3 and verse 12. He said, We should not be like Cain, who was of the evil one and murdered his brother. And why did he murder him? Because his own deeds were evil and his brothers were righteous. You see it? They don't have the same value system. And since they don't have the same value system, there's no acceptance. In fact, there's murder. So he says, don't be surprised, brother, that the world hates you. That's why James warns us, anybody who wants to be a friend of the world makes themselves an enemy of God. We need to ask ourselves, who do I want acceptance from? Because the place where God has given, has provided for us to have acceptance is in a group of people who have a mutual desire to do what is right together. Now, we're going to be imperfect in our doing of that. We're going to have a lot of opportunities to forgive one another and be long-suffering towards one another. But the place where God has given His people to experience the acceptance that we so strongly desire is among a people who want to do what is right As the Lord said, if you do right, won't you be accepted? Peter opened his mouth with Cornelius and said, Truly I understand that God shows no partiality, but in every nation, anyone who fears Him and does what is right is acceptable to Him. Well, how do we know if we're doing what is right? There is a warning light that shines in Genesis chapter 4. It's flashing on the dashboard of of Cain's mind. And that warning light is anger. Now, not all anger is wrong. But very often, what anger is doing, it is showing us that we're trying to find our acceptance in the wrong place. And that's how it was with Cain. Cain's anger showed a preoccupation with self. I mean, he wanted to be accepted, and he was angry that his brother was, and he wasn't. He was angry that God didn't accept him. Poor old Cain is trying to be accepted on, the, on his own terms, and when he doesn't get it, he gets mad. And that's the reason for a lot of our anger when it comes in our relationships, We want to be accepted on our terms. And when we don't get it, we become angry. That's one of the reasons that we come before God and don't have the acceptance we desire before Him is because we think He ought to accept us just the way that we are, by what we want to do and what our ambitions are. And acceptance comes when we choose to do what is right, It is how we maintain our fellowship with God and how we maintain our fellowship with one another. If you do well, will you not be accepted? The acceptance that we long for and the acceptance that God has created us for comes from us recognizing that we are sinners. And we accept acceptance on behalf of something other than ourselves. And then we choose together to do what is right. And in that, there comes the acceptance that God wants us to have. In fact, without that desire to do what is right, the sacrifice is meaningless. You see, Cain's problem isn't so much in his sacrifice, but in who he is. Did you notice there in Genesis chapter 4 and verse 5, it says that the Lord had no regard for Cain And his offering. In other words, the effect of the offering is spoiled by the character of the worshiper. That's a powerful principle. The effect of the offering is spoiled by the character of the worshiper. That's why you find throughout the Old Testament this idea that you bring me your gifts and you bring me your sacrifices and your offerings and you might as well just keep them. Why? Because your heart is not set on doing what is right. Acceptance comes by grace. We're received on behalf of another and it comes through faith. Those who obey what the Lord has taught them to do. Well, Cain wanted acceptance. But Cain didn't get it because he set his heart not on doing what is right. He set his heart on what he wanted. And as a result, his sacrifice wasn't acceptable. And as a result, he had no no acceptance with his brother or with God. There's a beautiful summary of these principles in the New Testament. And now we come to Colossians. You ready? Ready? Look at this in Colossians chapter 1. It is a summary of what we've just seen in Genesis chapter 4. And what we find here is that Paul begins Colossians chapter 1 and verse 21 And you who were once alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, there's the need we have for acceptance. We need acceptance because we have been sinful. Our sins have driven us away from God and from one another. We need acceptance because we're sinners, and sin separates. But, the next verse, Yet, now he has reconciled in the body of his flesh through death to present you holy and blameless and above reproach in his sight. Just revel in that. We are accepted to God on behalf of another, the blood of Jesus Christ, so that now we can stand before God holy and blameless and irreproachable in His sight. That's full acceptance. Don't ever think that you you haven't experienced acceptance in its fullness if you are in Christ Jesus. You can't be any more accepted. But what then do the accepted do? He says, if, that's accepted by grace. But he says, you'll have this if you continue in the faith, grounded and steadfast, and are not moved away from the hope of the gospel which you've heard. In other words, acceptance comes through faithful obedience. God longs for us to have the acceptance he created us to have, an acceptance with him, an acceptance from one another, the thing is, we're trying to find this acceptance in all the wrong ways. We, so we work and we hard, we, we, we primp and, and we prepare and we, we do try to do better and better so people will like us. When it's all flipped around. That the way that we find acceptance is by recognizing that the fundamental problem is sin. And I need to have that sin forgiven And it be accepted by God and others on the behalf of someone other than me. And that is the perfect blood of Jesus Christ. And having been accepted by him, I'm going to choose to do what is right. By faith, I am going to choose to follow his ways and live, therefore, in acceptance with his people who are trying to do the same and with the Lord who has called me to live in such a way. Well, it's really hard for us to know if we're looking for acceptance in the right way. And so I'd like to end with a couple of questions about what kind of acceptance we're seeking. Who do we want to be accepted by? Here's a couple of questions. First is, who do I want to be seen the most? Who do I want to be exalted in my life? You see, if my acceptance is based upon me, then I'm the one that I want to be exalted, right? So I have this look, this skill, this money, this mind, this talent, and so I want you to accept me. And if you end up accepting me, what do you end up thinking? He, she is really something special. And in that way we are looking for acceptance in the wrong way and we're going to be ultimately frustrated because acceptance is all about us. But for those who say, (laughs) right now because of the blood of Jesus Christ I can't be any more accepted in heaven. I'm holy and blameless and irreproachable in His sight. And so I want to be accepted to Him and I want to be accepted to you by how we continue to do what is right together. Then people begin to look at us and say, well, why should you be accepted? Well, I should be accepted because Jesus died for my sins. I should be accepted because God has given me his word and I'm following his word. Then who in the world should get the credit at the end? The God who saved me and the God who's directing me. Who do I want to have the credit? Those who are impressed with the work and ways of God are happy for him to get the credit. In their life and say, like Paul, I am what I am by the grace of God. And his grace worked in me so that I worked harder than all of them. Acceptance is revealed by who we want to be exalted. So if we go around this week thinking we want people to accept me because of who I am, we're looking for it in the wrong way. But if we go around this week and we say, I'm accepted in Christ, and I want other people to be accepted in Him too. I want people to see Him in me. Then we're looking for acceptance in the right way. Secondly, do I have peace? Do I have peace in my relationships? You see, Cain's lack of acceptance led to an emotional turmoil, didn't it? And likewise, a lot of people stay angry and disappointed that they're not a part of that group, that they're not seen as special by those people, that they don't fit into that crowd, and so they're constantly frustrated by not being accepted. They're trying to find their acceptance in the wrong place. But true peace comes to those who can genuinely say, I'm accepted by God. And I'm trying to do what is right. If you don't accept me, I don't need that. Because I'm accepted with him. But if you're trying to walk in the Lord's ways, like I'm trying to walk in the Lord's ways, then I'm accepted by you. And I want you to know you're accepted by me. With all of your faults, with all of your problems, you can have peace when we're together. Because I accept you. That's, What God wants for his people. A peace that comes from knowing we're accepted by God, by those and with those who are seeking to do his will. Wow, we all want acceptance, don't we? And we do some really dumb things trying to get it. And God's provided it if we'll just accept it and live in it. Well, we've been talking about acceptance. And the fundamental acceptance is to admit that you're a sinner. And you come to God and it be accepted by him on behalf of another. That is Jesus Christ. And when we are baptized, that's what it's all about. It's about us saying, God, I need what only you can give. Forgive me of my sins so I can be one with you. And you look out among this crowd here and say, I'm going to be one with them too. If you need to respond to the gospel, we ask that you will as we stand and sing.